you go to a competition and you find an event that pushes you past that limit and you're like, well, that wasn't my limit. Mm. Right, let's try and find my limit. You know what I mean? So it's, you're constantly working to find that limit and it, it, it's never there. You can always achieve more if you're willing to put the work in. That was Kevin Manuel. This is Duggett, the podcast. Aloha and welcome to Duggett, episode 14 with Kevin Manuel. Uh, for those who are new to Duggett, it's uh, things I dug, little uh, kind of play on words there. Kind of people doing mindful, interesting things, uh, primarily from New Zealand, but not limiting it to that. Um, and today was privileged, well it wasn't today was it, it was a few weeks back, um, actually just before Christmas. Um, went over to the Hawke's Bay with my friend Josh and we decided to do some bike riding over there and um, over for a friend's wedding and uh, caught up with Kevin Manuel who's New Zealand's fittest athlete, our top CrossFit competitor who recently got back from the World Invitationals and he finished 17th in the world's individual and then he was uh, invited to the Invitational with um, to represent the Pacific against the kind of the best of the world from Europe, uh, the US and uh, what was the last one? Europe, US and Canada. That's the one. Um, and the previous podcast, I actually met Kevin through Ben Warren at one of Ben Warren's talks because Ben, who was my previous podcast, number 13, a uh, really cool dude, helped Kevin and he's been helping quite a few Olympic athletes and different people with their nutrition and kind of energy and sports performance and Kevin was pretty down at one point I think with uh, a virus and just before the World CrossFit Games we actually ended up finishing 17th so um, kind of kudos to Ben and the work Kevin put in and I'll stoke that actually recorded a podcast on Skype with Kevin uh, a little bit before this one and we managed to lose the, it was my first podcast via Skype, <laughs> managed, good learning experience, we managed to drop one of the files, um, even though I had a backup system, the backup system wasn't foolproof, so, uh, or dug proof, it was, <laughs> I lost it, so it's just a hour or two of me talking by myself which is not worth putting out there um but yeah i was stoked to catch up with kevin in the bay and his family jade and he's got uh two boys brody and mace um mace is 15 months brody's about three or four i think little athletes anyway and his wife jade's a pt by trade um so family of athletes really cool guys real humble humble kiwi guy just a beautiful spot in the bay and he works hard as a viticulturalist um actually working kind of uh doing the the work to lay the the kind of grounds for the vineyards is, is what i understood it so laying all the the poles and i think a bit of the earthworks and stuff like that so kind of hard labor work and he talks about um in the first chat we had he talked about how how much better he can work after a day in the field and train train that much harder afterwards whereas if he's been sitting in the track doing quite stagnant and doing this work inside or sitting down he just doesn't really feel like training he isn't kind of um at his peak and he's quite a believer in in working working hard when your body's there when it's when it's ready and, and then having those days off when you're when you're kind of 
you know, really tuning into the body, even though um, he, he trains hard and fits it all in. It's, um, it's cool to see it at kind of an international level, you know, one of the best in the world who, who works a nine to five or even longer than that and uh, how he gets that balance right especially when you're competing against guys who are maybe full-time and who get to recover longer, and, and that's where the gains are made in recovery too. So when you're working all day, have a family, and then to fit the training in on top um, and uh, and want to enjoy that process, what that what that looks like. But he's a sports fan. He loves to watch everything on t- <laughs> every every sport under the sun and, um, and enjoys a glass of uh, Southern Otago Pinot and, and uh, a good barbecue the South African genes there so um and uh yeah I think I actually dropped brown and they were having a nice barbecue with the shirts off in the backyard getting that vitamin D and uh and I dropped off a nice bottle of wine from before I left but I'm um, hoping to get back down to the base soon and maybe even uh head up there's some great riding around there like bike riding and also up to Marta Peak if you get a chance it's an awesome walk and there's a few kind of workouts you can do around there I think the goat tracks one that Kevin talks about. Um, it's a beautiful part of the world. Great food, great people, and uh, well worth the visit. If you haven't been there lately, it's a it's the spot in summer. Um, and uh, actually, looking forward to going back shortly to see Ben Warren down there too. So it might might be a, another podcast coming up with these guys, with Ben and Kevin, all going well to maybe get into some more of the details because it's a pretty casual conversation. We just kind of popped around and tried to make up for the conversation I lost. So. Um, it's just maybe a little insight into Kevin's life and hopefully you enjoy it hopefully it gives you some some little takeaways and uh, hope you've had a wonderful start to the year 2016 let it continue so here we go uh, Kevin Manuel uh, over a cup of tea actually it was a cup of coffee in uh, in the bay enjoy hope you dug it and uh, and I'll try and include all the links and kind of references in in the show notes as always um, and uh, yeah, if you if you enjoy it, share it, spread the love, comment, any feedback would be fantastic. Uh, and there's one last thing I've noticed: the levels are quite low, and uh, it's been a little kind of sitting in GarageBand, which I just need to change. So I'm going to try and republish, just put out all the podcasts again. So those the files will be uploaded, but the sound levels should be better. So if you're playing it in the car, then you don't have to max it up, and then you hear the, the GPS yell at you or something. You know blast you away we don't want that happening we want to make an enjoyable experience so uh, i'll work on those levels for you guys and uh yeah once again kevin manuel enjoy bon appetito and a little intro by the piano man my brother harry moore's on the piano surprise surprise just to set the mood the ambience you know it's the details really nice like um, just as you get to the kind of you know there's that middle car park where that cattle grid is you guys would have oh, probably yeah, cycled yeah, over yeah, it yeah. like if you go down in there there's some real nice trails and stuff through there it's actually really nice like I'm not a massive fan of road running yeah. so I'd way rather yeah. do something like that it's amazing how much faster it goes when you're trail running well. exactly running, yeah. yeah oh it must be like I must have done Five minutes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sort of when you're on a straight road, it just doesn't look like anything gets any closer. So. Yeah.
Um, so it's all good to have a chat for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, I felt so it. bad about that. Um, the no. Skype one because I hadn't done one Skype before, and I, I, I skyped a friend just before to make sure like all worked, and then. Uh, nah, it's alright, man. I kind of I'm I'm like that with technology. Eh? Anything with technology breaks around me, so. I'm not, I was not surprised that yeah. it, I was just like oh, for some reason I got terrible luck with things oh uh, well it's my bad but I was I was listening to like this army guy Jocko Willink um, and he was like one point of failure is none or he had this rule and it was like in the army if you've got one yeah you, you, don't need, you gotta have like a backup for everything yeah, I was right. thinking I almost need three backups online but um nice but you had one with Ben yeah, uh, yeah, place, I, yeah, I couldn't bring down the mics, like the big mics in the room, like here, but I had, yeah, had to catch up with him at the yoga studio the other day, and yeah. it was uh, really cool. Like, yes. This is my wife, Jay, Jay, this is Doug. Nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, I apologize if the coffee's uh, a bit no, below it's par. That's alright. Want to show me around? We'll go outside and have a play while these guys have a check. Yeah, why not? I'm trying to toys out of you got toys out of that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's go out here with Coco. Because you just got. Um, just Brody? Come on. No, no, we've got Mason as well. He's yeah. just asleep. He's still oh, okay. a young one. one. Yeah. Just over one. So. Oh, mate, you got um, a whole area. Oh, because the hell's the invitational? That was amazing, eh? Because you both went over. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just me and Jade. The kids stayed with my parents yes. and her parents, and just sort of. It looked pretty chilly. That photo of you guys in the plaza or something. Uh, it wasn't too bad. It was well. It's obviously their winter, but it was near. Like everyone, everyone was sort of warning us, like take warm clothes, take warm clothes, take warm clothes. And when we got there, it was no worse than here. You know, it was um, our winter, I should say. Yeah. So it was it was chilly evenings, chilly mornings, but then really beautiful days. You know, sort of mid teen, like sort of 12, 13, 14 degrees, but no wind sunshine so it yeah. was um it was absolutely fine cool. yeah we were prepared for the worst and then didn't get the worst at all it was nice oh, no. did you make a bit of a holiday then you had a you get well, yeah, two days. days two days in london beforehand yeah caught up with some friends that live over there um we've both got some school friends from from here that that live there and work there and yeah. um uh and did that and then afterwards just me and Jade went to Paris for three days which was nice oh cool you yeah. have been there before no especially uh, to Europe so yeah it was amazing oh well I did like cause the, Paris the city is just so old the yeah. streets are so different it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool we actually um, we got a, a um, like a tour through the catacombs oh London, cool um, under, under the streets there and um, the guide was actually real knowledgeable so he sort of gave us a brief overview of the history of the city and how it sort of started and built out and how they had it all blocked off at periods because of obviously invaders and all that type of stuff so it's quite cool and then when you actually get up to the we went up to the um, Arc de Triomphe on the top there and you can actually see you get a really good view of the city so you can actually see all the sections how they built it out and so on and so forth and how it becomes from real old school where this the centre of the Arc de Triomphe, which is kind of the centre, everything's built around it. And then um, as it goes out, you can see it being modernised and modernised, and then in the distance you got just absolutely like the, I suppose the central business district would be, it's just all modern buildings, it's yeah. the same as Auckland or any other modern city, but right in, the, in that area, it's just old old buildings, but really well kept, like they um, maintain it really well. You know, mm -hmm. everyone has said Paris is a real dirty city, but geez, I didn't see one 
one bit of rubbish on there and see yeah. see way less sort of I suppose homeless people or beggars than you do in London. Um, it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. I enjoyed Paris a lot more than London. I'm yeah. Not a, I'm not a big city person. I don't like cities very much, so it was quite um, it was quite nice. Yeah. You can get on the countryside pretty quickly from. Paris too, eh? but the city, yeah, that classical design of the cities is yeah. when you see it up top, eh, it's all yeah. like perfect symmetry and yeah. old like divine proportions and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's cool. That's and cool. the comp, could do a few days training beforehand. Yeah, so we yeah. had, um, we had, we got there on the, when was it, Tuesday or the Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, we got there on the Wednesday and um, we had trainings every day like Thursday through Saturday just team trainings and we found out what we were doing on Friday night I think uh, on we, terms of the comp yeah, in terms of the comp we find, found out the workouts on Friday night so Saturday morning we just had a quick little quick little train like team training thing just to, to work on some strategies because quite a few of the movements are synchronised and stuff like that yeah well, actually less this year than than in past years. Like that log, what was the the sandbag? Yeah, the worm thing. thing. Yeah. Like that, and um, we had to synchronise some muscle-ups on the gymnastics rings and bits and pieces. and So we just had a quick run-through of that, and then Saturday afternoon we had a full run-through at the venue with the the organisers and everyone, just to make sure Mm. everything's in place. Um, Got to play with some of the equipment, like that was the first time we could touch the worm and those stones. So stones looked... Awkward. Yeah, yeah they're, they're a bit awkward. I was a bit disappointed because the day before we got to practice with them, I could do them all quite easily. Yeah. But on the day, I think I just said the pressure just got to me, so I, I rushed it instead of taking instead of taking 20, 30 seconds extra and just resting and then going, I rushed it. And then when I couldn't get the first one, it sort of threw me a little bit yeah. and I kept rushing it and I was like, Keep trying too quickly. I just needed to take a little bit of time. But you weren't the only one. It seemed like no. besides Rich Roll, I Rich mean uh, Rich Froning, the yeah, everyone had issues. Yeah, everyone had a little bit of issues. Yeah, he did it real easy. Um, but the rest of them, apart from a couple of the shorter guys, got it. It's that kind of thing should suit me because of my lever length. Yeah. Um, Get your arms around it a bit. Yeah, easier. the shorter guys yeah. struggled just for the pure fact it was so wide. And so round, like they just couldn't get the arms around yeah. it. Whereas I could quite comfortably get my arms around it. So it should have suited me that. That's um, a bit of a hip, it's like. Yeah, so your hip thrust the idea is, Yeah, the idea is you sort of lift it, you get it into your lap, and yeah. kind of like a semi squat position, and yeah. then from there it's like a hip thrust, and you yeah. just roll it up your torso mm-hmm. onto your shoulder. So, um, I mean, I, I practice that quite a bit. I do quite a lot of stonework. Yeah. Um, Oh, even the training right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, so I was uh, not that heavy. That's the yeah. heaviest one I've ever done. Yeah. But I was quite disappointed in that one. That sort of that threw me a little bit. Um, but we managed to we managed to do okay after that. The the last two events we did really well. Our you won the last. We were on the second, the last one, and came second in the yeah. last one. Yeah, which which really brought us back because we were we were sitting in last place before that. So it was nice, and we just missed out on second in the end by two points against Canada. So, but the US won it. Pretty comfortably in the end, mm-hmm. but it was going into the last event. It was still either us, Canada, or the US could still win it in that last event if everything went, you know, yeah, yeah according to. So it was quite cool. It was yeah. um, it was a bit of a um, bit of a race going on and, and bits and pieces. So it was actually quite. It was fun. It was amazing. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done. 
just the way we got taken care of in Spain and um, it was a real kind of glimpse what a professional athlete's life would be like, you know, sort of picked up, taken care of, transported. You like we didn't have to do anything. It's yeah. just, everything was done for us. So you got a schedule and an email, and that's all you had to do. You just had to show up, and they do everything else. So it was we just had to show up and train and do the you know cool. do the comp. And that was it. That's all so, you wanted. Have yeah. to worry about it. Eh? Yeah. So it was it was awesome. And you put on a bit of like you put on a bit of a soiree afterwards for the. Guys, you get to hang out with everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, it was actually quite a cool week. We got to hang out with everyone most of the week, and then the after party was a bit of fun. Got a little bit, uh, a little bit crazy at times, but it was good. Um, everyone sort of yeah had a few drinks and a bit of celebrations and just sort of a um, just a cool get together. It was mm-hmm. really really fun. Yeah, they sort of booked out the the hotel we were staying at had a rooftop bar and they booked that out for the entire crew. Oh nice! Like all the volunteers and all the um, the workers, like the HQ yeah. staff, the Reebok staff, um, and the athletes and their partners and stuff, so it was fun. It was cool. really cool, yeah. I must give your training a bit of a boost now then, does it? Or in terms of, do you feel like you're at a pretty good peak? or like yeah. what, how, does, how does the training, how do you come back from that? Well, you, do you try and peak for that a little bit? Um, yeah, you do. So generally what happens is in the past years with this year's been a bit of different for me because obviously of the games and then this generally what happens is I'd go to regionals and if I didn't make the games you'd kind of have a bit of an off season whereas I haven't had an off season yet mm. so my mind's constantly been thinking I mean I, I still train like my off season I'm still training mm. it's just you switch off a little bit mentally whereas since February I haven't switched off at all so it's been go 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 with work, with everything, um, it's been non-stop since February. So now for the first time coming back from that, it's actually nice, like my head's like, I'm just starting to quieten down at work a little bit. This is over, so it's actually really nice to just um, going to the gym and just do what I want to do and just have some fun. Um, just do things that necessarily aren't going to be the most beneficial for me as far as my training like I'm not necessarily attacking my weaknesses at the moment yeah. just having fun which is still training it's still you're still gaining you know even if you're working on your strengths you're still you're making your strength stronger so it's uh it's nice to just be able to switch off like I was just saying to Jade yesterday like yesterday was one of the most relaxing days I've had in the past year you know just I've got no stress to worry about I've got, you know, one job site going at the moment at work, so I don't have to worry about organising people. I just send them all there and on Monday, so it's not like it's, I've got to make sure this client's ready, I've got to make sure this is ready. And I, same with training, I don't have to hammer my weaknesses today and yesterday, yeah. you know. It was just, we've actually got a couple of friends um, from, one from Wellington, one from Dunedin, um, CrossFit friends up here for their family, they're from here, so... Their family's here, so we just had a, a good throwdown session yesterday morning. All went up the peak yesterday afternoon, and it was nice. You know, there was no pressure, there was no nothing, so it's actually really nice to just. Cool. So I'll take about a month, just of doing this, relax, um, get my head right, um, and then back into it because we start back up in February. It all starts again. Yeah, and prep for the worlds again. Yeah, so we got the open. They got the obviously the two stages: the open, which is a five-week initial stage qualification starts end of February and it goes through all through to March um, into April or to the end of March I should say um, last week of Feb and then the four weeks of March and then um, if I qualify through that um, we get a small break till May get about a month um, 
and then we're off to Wollongong again for the regionals. Um, and then depending on what happens there, um, the games are back in July. So it's, it's always in California. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, it's for for the people that make it all the way through. It's a long, long season. Yeah. You know, it goes most of the year, which is fine. It's just if you've got a business and a family and all that type yeah. of stuff, it becomes long and it becomes draining. So yeah. It's just managing that. Um, I am getting a bit better at managing it. It's just yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I think just myself without the family and the extra side business and the and then you're trying to fit in the the cycling or the training whatever mm. and uh yeah trying to manage it all but it's interesting how you said the, the fun part about training there's a guy um for his name i was listening to a podcast with him he's a tech guy in san fran but he talked about how he used to do this bike ride and, ride and just thrash himself and take him about 45 minutes it was a circuit and one day he just kind of got over it and was like, I'll just enjoy it today. Yeah. And just not push myself that hard. I think it took him like 47 minutes or 48. Yeah. And um, me and Josh were out yesterday and just enjoying the ride. And you're still... You still end up yeah, getting yeah, a good workout. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think that strength sense, they go that Charles Poliquin talks about strength training and how you can work, you know, well below. Absolutely. And still be getting that and enjoying it. Absolutely. You know, which is pretty, it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, and at the end of the day, the, the difference that it makes, enjoyment via versus the stress factor, is so much. The more, you're going to get so much more benefit out of um, out of the enjoyment side of things, even if you're not going 110%. Whereas if you're trying to push yourself 110%, then you get that stress factor added. Stress is such a killer. Like stress mm. would take out. She's probably 10, 20% of what you can do. If you go and stressed and you go and worried into a training session where they're thinking, all right, I need, to, I need to be hammering this and then it's not necessarily going according to plan. So for example, if, if, you're, if you're doing your circuit that you do every week, like your time trial test or whatever it mm-hmm. is, and you're missing it by 30 seconds every time, you're like, man, what am I doing wrong? So that adds that stress and stress and stress. Um, and that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. You'll end up probably dropping before you get better. Whereas if you probably just go out and have fun, you might, instead of missing it by 30 seconds, you might only miss it by 10 seconds, but you'd be like, man, I didn't push hard, but I just about got there, you know what I mean? So it's that. Stress is such a bad influence. It's such a, like, it's an absolute killer yeah. to all of us. And it's, um, yeah, it's that manage, managing that stress is so important. Um, yeah, you're talking to Ben about, like, even sleeping and when you don't, when you've got the circadian rhythms of your natural rhythms mm. of your kind of mind and you've got emotional clutter and then like physical, like you're eating something and then the sunlight and then the walk on the earth and all these things like affecting yeah. your kind of stress and yeah. and um, how important the sleep was. But there's this book, Born to Run. If you've, yeah, I've heard about the book. Oh, yeah. The book is me. This book and um, I went running with Scott Jurek who's in the book. It's like the greatest ultra runner of all time. Mm. And... Uh, they talked about how they just run for fun, and but in that book they said all the times, the marathon times before the sport went professional, running went professional. There was a club in Boston, I think, where they had like six guys who run a sub um, two ten marathon, and this one little just recreational club okay. in Boston. Then when the sport turned professional, no one in America could run, could run that time. Yeah, like, I think too much pressure maybe yeah. and money and like all these other things came yeah, into it yeah. people weren't running for fun anymore it was like yeah. gotta run to make a living or 
But it's fascinating that yeah, the top guys just run for. Yeah. Just it's really interesting you say that. That's a really cool, a really really cool way of looking at it, and such proof that that's that's the case. You know, like you just um, you just can't afford that stress. You just can't afford that pressure. You just just relax, just have fun, just do what you do. You know, and that's I mean that's why we do what we do, isn't it? Because yeah. we love it. Like that's why you start doing something, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, obviously work you kind of have to work to pay the bills and so on and so forth but that's kind of to the side but everything that we just start doing for a hobby or whatever it is we do it because we love it and then you can you can go either one or two ways you can either keep loving it or you could go the opposite way and put too much pressure on yourself and just start hating it and that's really cool that you say that actually with that about the guys running um i mean that's a super fast time isn't it two ten <laughs> ten for a marathon is ridiculous I mean, what are those the kenyans only running like two three or something now at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I think I think two ten was like the best in the world at the well, you know, it's like two ten you kind of there's one guy, a couple of Kiwis that have ran that speed maybe, but it's lightning. Yeah. There's I mean I saw I watched was it the Berlin mm. marathon the other day and the guy ran at two hour four minutes or two hour five oh. minutes. Which was they were saying that's ridiculous. So two ten's not far off. Yeah. And yeah. you all the conditions in the right. Yeah. Yeah, favor too, but um, it's what 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 was a really relaxing day for you guys around here. There's, um, there's plenty of things to yeah spots to chill. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's awesome. No, we'll probably um we'll probably end up going to the farmers market after this. We've got some friends and stuff coming over for a barbecue tonight, so we'll go get some stuff for that. Um, it's we've got a really good farmers market at the showgrounds here. Yeah. Um, if you guys get time and get it's worth checking cool. it out. Really cool, nice stalls, fresh food and mm. like meats and vegetables and stuff. And they have nice food and coffee and live music and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Just at the showgrounds and yeah. in, in Hastings. Cool. We'll probably do that. Um, and then there's some UFC on, so I'll probably come home after that. Watch the fights. Watch that Conrad. Conor McGregor. Uh, Conor one, yeah. yeah just last week. The Edo Portal movement guy. I've been looking. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I, I quite um, quite often um, watch Edo's um, podcasts and his um, like a lot of a lot of the stuff that like I base on. Yeah, that movement, that whole movement thing mm. is is a lot lot of the stuff I I suppose follow is, is what he says and the things he does. Like his philosophy of everything should be training like just walking up a flight of stairs carrying mm. your groceries you should be concentrating on your posture and on your movement and how you're doing it and not slouching or not you know like how are you climbing a step are you man, planting heel first toes you know how like all that type of stuff he's quite onto it that guy yeah he's really onto it Kelly, he's obviously working with connor now so yeah because kelly started i just got his book the supple leopard one mm-hmm. and like same thing with how you stand yeah like feet you know, so those little yeah. things and they just yeah. details of the design, eh? But he's big on those like yeah. standing desks and yeah. moving yeah, through the day, eh? He'd rip me to bits if he saw me sitting right now. He'd be like, oh, right, I'm, yeah. I'm so meant to be. Yeah, yeah you're going to be sitting like, like that. Yeah. yeah, so he'd absolutely tear me a new one if he saw me sitting on the chair at the moment. But well, I think it's the environment you're in. Like when you get a table, it's so easy just to kind yeah. of Lean clouch. Yeah, yeah, as if it's um, out on the grass, you're going to have to sit down on the cross-legged yeah. or um yeah so I actually make a point I sit like probably 90% of the time I'm in the lounge I'll sit on the ground now yeah I'll either sit on a roller and roll my back out or I'd sit cross-legged mm. um just to try and 
I mean, couch, you're just completely slouching, and you know, mm. your spine's completely curved, and so I try and make a point of it, but that's not, you can't, you know, I don't always do it, but I try and get better and better and try and do it more and more just for those little bits and pieces. It just makes small differences yeah. over a long period of time, but, you know, it might help me when I'm 60 or 70 years old. Mum and, uh, and Dad are building, I'm trying to get them to do all the squat toilets or have the, oh, the seats, yeah. the, oh, the, the, yeah. the, the footstools in them all, and... uh Kind of like as you get old, you start to lose that. Yeah. You know, if you're not squatting through it, like mum gardens a lot, so does dad and stuff, that's quite good. You're down low. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like for the bowel movements and just, you're, you're in the squat position way more and then yeah. um, thinking, there's these teeter-totter, those hanging upside down inversion tables and stuff. You want to just incorporate those things into the, so they're sitting there, it's like, I'll jump on that for a yeah. bit. Or like, if I have to go to the bathroom, I'm going to be in like a good position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but, uh, but yeah, it's cool that that's kind of becoming more of a norm now. Mm. But yeah, it's your, uh, you feel like you're, because you must be pretty efficient, more efficient with the movements. Um, do you a, feel like... A little bit, mate. Like my, my problem is... Um, my training to recovery ratio is way out mm. because of time. Um, I don't have the time to spend on recovery, so I'm not nearly as efficient as I probably could be. Um, and, well, I'm definitely not as efficient as I could be, just for that pure fact. Like, I train, so I'm, I'm tightening a lot more than I'm loosening. Um, you should have that at 50-50. Mm. So you should really spend the same amount of time that you're training on, on recovering um, and stretching and, and yoga and um, swimming and all that type of stuff. But um, I just don't have the time. So... I'll have more time now, so probably the next month or so, I'll be able to do a lot more recovery, which will help me for about a month or so, but then it'll probably go fall back into that pattern when I start getting busy at work again, um, which is just, it's just part of part and parcel of what I have to deal with. Um, luckily enough, I've got good physios and stuff that look after me well, and um, they, um, they help me out a lot. They kind of know what my problems are and my tight spots and... So they help help out with that, but I'd, I'd love to be able to do more. Um, I wish I could spend two hours a day on it, type thing, but I can realistically probably only spend 50 minutes to half an hour, whereas I'd probably train for two hours. So that's the difference. Um, yeah, because that's the myth is like the gains are made in training when it's all where the body recovers is when you get the, recovery, the gains. Yeah, 100% yeah. recovery is, is probably the most important part. Mm -hmm. um, Training is more like, especially if you've built up a base, um, and I sort of worked with Ben a lot over the past year um, when I was really sick, he helped me a lot with that side of it because my my, my, my head was telling me, man, I'm not training, I'm, I'm going to be useless, but mm -hmm. then at the same time he's like, look, you've built up the base, you've done the work, you just need to relax, work on your recovery, get your head right, get the stress levels mm -hmm. down, all that type of stuff. and. And that worked, you know what I mean? Like, it, it really worked as far as um, that goes. Like, I went, I went, um, just going into regionals, I went 10 days without doing a thing. I just did yoga for 10 days and a couple of swims. Um, and my head was just telling me, you're gonna, I'm going to absolutely get killed. You know, I didn't do anything yeah. for 10 days. And then I got there and I managed to qualify for the game. So it was... It's so much, that recovery side is so important. Mm. Even if it's just just recovering your mind, you know, just getting that stress hormone down, getting the adrenaline down, getting all that stuff out of your body um, and, and just being clear about what you need to do. Um, 
that's so important and that's all part of recovery that's why you recover that's why mm-hmm. you do yoga is to you know s- slow down relax um, and even a swimming I find swimming really therapeutic like I, I'd go for a swim and um, I used to hate swimming with a passion to go to the sea or the pool the pool yeah it's the cold for me <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah I just I, I can swim for 20 minutes half an hour and come out and I feel relaxed yeah. you know I feel like I've let, let go of some stuff which is really nice um, the water has that I don't know yeah, why it's something yeah. primal has talking been about even walking barefoot on the earth yeah. there's all the negative ions from the earth and yeah. you pit and like you buy the sea you buy the water and you there's all these chemical things going on which kind of make you you just know you feel better yeah. intuitively yeah it's like and it's like the science is kind of supporting that yeah. now which is cool so yeah that's it's quite important that recovery but you, you got to do what you can do I suppose um, at the time cool um, and what's yeah, there's so much good fruit around here yeah do you have like a favourite fruit or veggie I think I asked you that last uh, time yeah no probably vegetable probably I'd have to say broccoli yeah um, but fruit Fruit's probably mango is my favourite. Don't get a lot of mango around here. Yeah. Um, you can buy it in the supermarket, but it's not always the best quality. But around here, we've got, we have sport for stone fruit. So yeah. peaches, nectarines, plums, apricots. I love all those stone yeah. fruit. Like this, this season is, is definitely the best fruit season as far as that goes. Um, not all the stone fruit, yeah. really. So I'd say probably my least favourite out of the stone fruits are plums, but I still like them a lot. So <laughs> Yeah. And while we, while we throw on the barbie tonight, because you you got that South Africa, yeah, we just, right? yeah, yeah, we just um, it's it's all charcoal like flame grill stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. We'll go have a look. Um, generally we do like generally everyone just brings a little bit. Yeah. Um, someone might bring some steak. Someone brings some chicken, and um, quite often we do like a big like a lamb leg or a couple of whole chickens yeah. or whatever on it. Um, so yeah, no, just. Uh, just whatever, really. Not too fast as far as that goes. We're um, we're quite big foodies, so the more the better. Do you split, you split it in the kitchen then, cooking? and. Uh, she does most of the cooking yeah. during the yeah. week, just because, again, time factor. Yeah. Um, like, I generally come home from work, I straight to training, and then she'll have dinner ready for me when I get home, which is which is a luxury, but I do like cooking on the weekends. Um, I'd, if I cook, I'll cook on that, yeah. on the barbecue. I'm not a massive fan of the pans and ovens and things yeah for um, those listening it's a nice little dick yeah spot outside to be yeah, uh, yeah. hanging out eh? yeah. the sun hits out here in yeah. the afternoon so it's actually quite nice to hang out and um, and just do that it's nice so I'm sure you sit outside yeah. with the wine and nice pinot and away you go yeah you know, sit out there for a couple of hours and quite often we just eat off the barbecue you sort of just eat as you're cooking type yeah. thing and um, it's quite good last new year that's oh, all good. Race. <laughs> I'm running oh, race. Who won? Cool. Me. <laughs> I got an athlete in training. I won. You were too slow. His yeah. <laughs> oh, dad's trained him. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's good to see a humble of victory, Ambrose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit got the victory dance as well. <laughs> Hands on hips. Nice. <laughs> Uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Josh, sit there, please. You can sit on the ground, mate. Yes. We'll go outside. Um, we can harm it. it was, what was it like? Have you got like a, just, I don't know if I asked this last time, like a hero or someone in um, CrossFit or sports? You must be quite cool meeting Rich, but is there someone like 
in particular kind of follow or inspires you, or is it? Because you mentioned the family last time, it was just yeah. Like I, I think a lot of the stuff I, I definitely my work ethic and stuff like that I've learned off my dad and my brother, my older brother. Um, I grew up. Uh, I'm I'm really young um, as far as uh, family goes, so I've got a brother that I went into business with here who's 43, 44. Um, so I worked with him since I left school and his work ethic's ridiculous. Yeah. So I learned all that off him and my dad, um, just watching them grow up. So I think that's, like I've always looked up to them um, as far as that goes, but I'm, an, I'm a, a sports nut. Um, like if, if I get a chance to watch TV, it'll be on sport. So, um, <laughs> yeah, shake your head. <laughs> it's um. So as far as like heroes and idols go, there's a there's a lot in the sports industry. Obviously, um, in, in the CrossFit scene, you got guys like Rich Froning and stuff who we absolutely look up to, and especially now, like having met him and spent some time with him. I met him at the games, but it was more small talk there just because mm-hmm. it was so busy and everyone's a lot more focused. But it's nice and relaxed this last trip. So. Um, just listening to what he says and things like that, it's quite. He's a nice guy, you know. He's a really, really nice guy, and um, and it's just there's no secret to his success. You know what I mean? It's not like he's got the secret training regime going on. It's just he just works hard. Um, and he just works hard, and and that's admirable. And it sort of it makes you makes you realise that anyone can achieve that if you yeah. work hard enough. You just have to be able to, or willing to put the work in, and willing to push yourself to the level that he does, and and that's if you can go um, that hundred and ten percent every session. Like he can, he can do what we do in competitions. That push, but he can do it in training, mm. and that's why he is so good. Like it's just mental toughness. Mm. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I'm a huge Roger Federer fan. Um, Oh, Felix a of, yeah, a couple of rugby players idolise. Um, just guys that same thing, just worky thick. Um, um, who else? We've had a dream barbecue, for example. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Who'd be around the barbecue if it was a, a <laughs> yeah that's, top three? That's a great question. <laughs> top three. Pretty sure. Um, geez, that is a great. Roger Federer would definitely be there. He's probably one of my uh, yeah biggest biggest idols. Um, I'd probably gonna have to go with a UFC fighter as well. Actually, um, I'm gonna go with John Jones. Although his his recent past is not what he is. Who else? Geez, that's a great question. There, I'd have to think about this one. I don't know if it would be a CrossFit athlete, actually. Probably another guy. I'm not a motorsports fan, but I admire what he's done for the sports, Valentino Rossi. Oh, yeah. Yeah? He's huge. And yeah. That... Um, so probably him or someone like Sebastian Loeb, the uh, rally driver. Mm. Not a motorsport fan, but they're, they're absolute freaks mm. um, in, their, in their line. So I just I respect what these guys have done for their these sports and just how good they are at it yeah. and how long they have been at the top for. Um, so probably those three actually, which is quite a random bunch. Maybe, Maybe you say Bolt actually. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah. I don't know. There's those guys who just like define a sport and you yeah. kind of 
Yeah, you can't help that. It, and they're attracted to it, eh? And it's even though like some of them are arrogant and some of them are real cocky in what they do, but the difference is like they back up the talk. You know what I mean? They yeah. just they put the work in and they they walk the talk, um, as well as talk the talk. So it's sort of um, you got to admire that. I'd love to pick those guys' brains. Yeah. Just the, the mental side of things, you know. I'd love to be able to sit down and say like, how do you handle pressure? How do you handle when you're out of form? Mm. Um, mentally because um, yeah, they're just humans eh? it's, yeah. um, I think there's like Marcus Aurelius's diaries um, and they're called meditations which I want to read but it's like the Emperor of Rome and it's the day to day stuff he deals with and questions he has to yeah. you know his own life and like trying to run a society yeah. and like there's common same problems everyone's got absolutely yeah. but um, there's a film called Meru about this guy Jimmy Chin who's like an amazing one of the world's best climbers and he's a filmographer too but he said uh, all the climbers because it's less professional they'll do it just because they love it Yeah. but he ha- he's hung out with Roger Federer a lot yeah. he said is one of the dudes who just even if no one was watching Wimbledon or it wasn't you know he'd still be out there Playing practicing till the yeah. dark and uh, yeah. just loves it yeah. yeah and just didn't care about competition or any Actually, that's what I was going to say. There's a uh, the backstroke of this. Um, he's on the Rich Roll podcast. He, I think, he's still got all the world records for backstroke. Okay. And uh, just not competitive at all. He just liked to do backstroke, and he's smashed all the records. I think he won the Olympics for like three seconds or something, or something crazy in swimming, yeah. which was like yeah. you know years ahead of someone else. But uh, it was interesting. It's a real just. That came from love, not a yeah. place of like trying yeah. to push someone down. It was in, yeah. That's awesome. fascinating. That all comes back to what we were talking about before as well, with with the pressure, the the stress side, and then the fun side. Yeah, it all all relates back to that. It's the guys that enjoy what they do and love what they do are going to be the best at it for an extended period of time. Mm. So it's awesome. Is your bathroom super? Yeah, yes. no um, go through this door here by the kitchen, yeah. and then it's your second on the right. You guys have one awesome lad. <laughs> hey. You're right, eh, bro? Too much energy, Almost, yeah. Mud, oversized signs, <laughs> weights, scooters, old vacuum cleaners. Yeah. Got all sorts, eh? <laughs> racing. So much racing. <laughs> Chins. Yeah. All over it. So you uh, go to training this afternoon, eh, bud? And I did so much training, they did. Yeah. That's why you're so fast. Run faster. Right. Yeah. Have you been in the... What have you been playing in? I think it's the insides of um, the flowers. <laughs> He's got all that yellow oh, stuff. Oh, right. All the pollen over here. Yeah. Hey, good thing you don't have hay fever. Yeah, bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Just pollen out in the garden. What are you going to do at training, birds? <laughs> Don't, he'll get it all over the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does training entail today? What, what do you got to do for training? Huh? What are you going to do? Training. Need um, day. Squats. Do some squats, cool. We'll do some running. Yeah. You already had us doing. What were we doing outside when we were doing the racing? What exercise did you call that? The running race. But what do we do for the? You show me some exercise that we did to help out with the running race. What was that called? Uh, squats. squats. Oh, nice. some squats. Nice. What sports are you into, Brody? Um, uh, 
What sports do you play? Um, rugby. Yeah, and? Um, training. Yeah. Training's a sport. Training's nice. a sport. You don't love training. You don't love training. <laughs> and, um, and the pool? Swimming in the pool. Oh, no. Nice. What do you do at the track on Tuesdays? Um, ride on my bike. No, the, um, and we're on the track on Tuesday nights where you go run with all your friends. Um, athletics. Athletics. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah, a full-time athlete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you like being active, eh? Because what is having kids? What would you? Is there anything uh, like I was thinking advice for your younger self? Is there anything you kind of think would be nice for kids? You must change your mentality. How you want these guys to grow up, like knowing in terms of your work ethic and movement and what yeah, you, you think do. they should be exposed to. You do. I I just think just being active. Um, for us, we just try. We're going to expose them to as much as we possibly can when they're this age. And then when they're old enough, they can make the decisions whichever one they want to branch out yeah. to. Um, don't right, feel like you're right. mate, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. He, he will bully you into, uh, <laughs> into the ground. Yeah, yeah, he's got you now. So, expose it. Josh's job. He's a PT in a school. He's a PE school teacher as well. Oh, oh true. Day, so he's like, he's cut out for this stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, no, just expose them to as much as you can, but yeah. always force them to do something. They're not going to sit on the couch and play video games all day, so um, they get to choose. Once once he's at an age where he can choose what he wants to do, that's fine. He can choose what he wants to do, but he'll always do something active. Um, not fussed what he does. Um, I obviously, I grew up playing rugby my whole life, so I'd love him if he, if, if mm-hmm. I love it if he can, if that's what he wants to do, but if it's not what he wants to do, then that's yeah. fine, but he'll definitely do something active. Um, and at the moment, he, he loves it, you know what I mean? So it's... Really I think it's just... to force it on him, he's just yeah. so into it. He actually holds me accountable. So, so that <laughs> I come home after a hard day of work and I just want to lie down and go to sleep and he'd be like, oh, Dad, we're we going to training? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, um, it's quite cool. So, yeah, I think that's the main thing, you know, expose him to that. And, but definitely don't want to fall into the stereotypical 21st century kid. vibe where he's smothered in electronics and never sees the light of day type thing Um, we're not I mean he doesn't have anything as far as that goes and luckily he doesn't like watching TV very much Mm. he's got about a 15 minute attention span so it's about as long as he lasts in front of the TV and then he's outside again so it's that's what that's all we want really Um, yeah have you got um, a favourite like workout in terms of CrossFit like a um, I've got favourite movements. Yeah. I suppose yeah. I suppose one of my favourite there's a there's a workout called Amanda. I've always enjoyed that. Um, and CrossFit these like um, what they call hero workouts. Mm. It's workouts named after well they benchmark workouts. So it's your testing workouts. It's what you you do one now and then six months from now you do the same one to test where you've come in six months. And there's these strength ones. There's endurance ones. There's just straight like two minutes of absolute hell cardio capacity like intensity type workout so <coughs> there's various ones that test different things um, there's one called Amanda which is about a three three and a half minute workout or between three and four minute workout and it's um, it involves squat snatches and muscle ups um, 
My favourite movement in CrossFit is probably the muscler on the gymnastic rings. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy them. Um, not not the beast at them, but I like I really like doing them. It's sort of like a it's kind of like a relax. You're just swinging on rings, really. Excuse me. So so primal kind of yeah, 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 sort of kind of kind of smooth. Yeah. There's no, nothing jerky about it. There's nothing high impact about it. It's nice yeah. and smooth. So it's I quite really I really enjoy that yeah. movement. Um, so that that one involves it's the rep scheme is nine seven five. So nine snatches, nine muscle ups, seven, seven, five, five mm. full time. That's that's all you do. So, and it's about yeah between three and four minutes. Mm. The good guys will get it. Um, even some people below three minutes, which is really really difficult. Um, but a, a good time for that is between three and a half and four minutes. Mm. Um, and uh, I quite enjoy that workout. That's probably one of my favourite ones. But definitely my favourite movement I have to say is is muscle ups, and I quite enjoy the Olympic lifting side as well. Yeah. Um, so snatches and clean and jerks. Yeah, it's such a good movement. Like it's reading this Paval book and that Strength Sensei book, and you can't get like a stronger core or more uh, kind of bang for buck than squats and yeah. kind of deadlifts and chin ups, pretty much. Is, yeah, yeah, just isn't. Yeah, there's there's the basic things that like your basic. A um, lot of the stuff we do. I mean, you have to build up a base strength. A base fitness, like a base, uh, I suppose, cardio capacity. Mm. Um, you got to build up those bases, and that's really traditional, old school styles of training. Like, if you want a stronger squat, you got to squat. Mm. So we do a squat program. Or if you want to be better at Olympic lifting, you just got to lift. <laughs> so um, we do basic strength programs, yeah. and and if you want to get faster, you sprint. Um, or better technique you work on your sprint mm. <laughs> if you want to get fitter long distance running you go for long runs so mm. there's those basic things that you work on um, but then in amongst all that which is the fun stuff is which is the stuff that I'll probably do now for a while um, I'll forget about the, the basic stuff for a while and I'll do the fun stuff which is the cool things like doing those workouts like a man uh, yeah. doing which it, it still involves all of those things it still involves squatting it still involves running it still mm. involves gymnastic movements it still involves pull ups it still involves all that it's just I'm not going to sit there concentrating on doing pull ups for an hour mm. I'm just going to involve it in a workout for 10 minutes and then that's fine I might still end up doing 100 pull ups in that 10 minutes but um, just not focusing on that um, and then walking on your hands and throwing tennis balls and going for runs up the peak um, instead of going to the track and doing 800 metre time trials you yeah. know what I mean so that's a nice way to get trained just running up the peak or doing something outside for the yeah, yeah. yeah. you just go for a walk or, or a run up the peak and if you stop halfway to admire the view that's fine you're not going to put the pressure on yourself to, to push to the top you know? have you got a coach then or anything you kind of just work it through yourself um, just work it I mean we like I work with quite a few people um, as far as coaching, but it's I wouldn't really call them coaches. I'd probably call them training partners is a better way to put it. I've got a really cool group of good, good CrossFitters in New Zealand um, that we train with. The cool thing about New Zealand is such a small community. We I, we pretty much know all the CrossFitters in New Zealand. Um, you know what I mean? Um, especially the guys that have been around that started with me. Um, so. It's more so that, like, we'd quite often, I mean, down here um, in Havelock North, I train at CrossFit First Light, and I work, like, Aaron, who's the, one of the owners here, um, he 
he's obsessed with analyzing so he would take a video of a lift or a movement and he would sit there and analyze it for, for ages and he'd come back with pointers and bits and pieces for me to change which really helps but then at the same time I've got um, my business partner in Mount Monganui, Luke McGrewer who's been a PTI his whole life like his whole adult life yeah. he was a PTI for, um, for the army um, for years and years and then I got out of that got into CrossFit um, and ever since then he's been a coach so we do a lot of trainings together um, I'm actually going up to a training camp there we've got a group called RXA which is a um, it's a performance athlete group um, which so Luke does the programming for for this group um, and but we're going to run an RXA athlete program in early January and we're just going to train for a week um, and we're fortunate enough we've got Richard Patterson who's the, who's New Zealand's best Olympic weightlifter is an Olympic weightlifter like he's been in the Olympics been in the Commonwealth Games um, he's gonna they, they come and train there as well um, during that period at Mount Maunganui so we're gonna do some training with them with our Olympic lifting um, so cool. really get it from everywhere mm. everywhere we've got like I say we've got a couple of mates up here at the moment who's um, top cross top New Zealand crossfitters um, and we just train together and push each other and um you know, help each other with bits and pieces, whether it's technique, whether it's just, most of it's just that mental push. It's like, you know, yesterday we did a, a really cool little sprint workout. It was only two and a half minutes worth, but if, if I was doing it by myself, it probably would have taken me three and a half minutes, you know what I mean? But because they're next to me, it's like, right, you've got to push, yeah. push for it, you know what I mean? So it's, that's, that's what most of it comes from. Um, I've had a lot of help. Obviously, when you start out, you need a lot of help with that, like technique coaching, mm. gymnastics coaching, and I've had, I've been fortunate enough, I've been able to work with Nigel Avery, who is an ex, uh, a Commonwealth medalist, I think it was gold and silver medalist, Nigel. Yeah, that's familiar. Um, and he helped me hugely with my Olympic lifting. Richie Patterson's helped me with my Olympic yeah. lifting, um, and and then just YouTube's a really mm. cool tool, um, to for technique. Um, gymnastics type movements you just got to practice 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 so um yeah the internet's amazing for getting access oh, but yeah. there's nothing like someone next to you yeah yeah, that, yeah it's, it's not a it's, but the crossfit community is so good i think most things it's like that community puts <laughs> you up eh, in anything yeah. you're doing but um so it's quite cool it's um because you talk about the mental toughness but that's i think i asked you what you'd be like world class at or what people would think um kind of separates you from maybe the other guys I think you mentioned the mental toughness 100% kind of so that's the side. only thing that separates the top yeah. guys the only thing yeah um, when you when you get to let's say for a, well, the games is the best example um, so you've got 40 athletes 80 athletes so 40 men 40 women out of 250,000 that have been in a qualification process for about 4 months trying to get to this event right so you've got the 80 best in the world um, out of 250,000 and so therefore the only thing that separates you there yes like I might be standing next to a guy whose strength is being strong whereas my strength might be more gymnastics so we've all got different strengths mm -hmm. so we're not 100% identical when it comes to physical ability but when you I suppose level that physical ability out across the plane it is very similar, so I might be better at this particular event, 
he might be better at the next event because it suits his strengths. But the difference across a competition weekend, the only difference across a competition weekend at that level <coughs> is your mental toughness. Mm. It's how much are you willing to push yourself through that pain um, or how much, like if you had a bad event previous, um, how quickly can you pick yourself up and get yourself 100% ready for this next one, mm. which might only be half an hour away. Um, and that's all mental, that's all that, just that absolute psychology. And, and um, if you can do that and, and shake off a bad event, or if you're feeling sore, block that out, um, get on with the next one, not worry about niggles, not worry about anything that's happened in the past, and then get to that point. And then instead of doing 10 reps, do 13, you know, push yourself to that absolute limit every time um, the guys who can do that are the guys that end up winning um, simple as that at that level and I think most most professional athletes most top athletes will tell you that mm. um, they'll tell you that the difference is, is up here is there a routine or mental kind of work you do to get yourself in that state yeah you put yourself through a whole lot of pain yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just do it yeah you just push yourself yeah. through that pain barrier um, for CrossFit that's that side um there is a psychology side to it. There is the mind. There is mind games to it, um, as well. But at the end of the day, if you're not willing to put in the work, you're not going to be able to to get. That's why it's like I don't mind sharing what I do for training. Mm. I don't mind sharing my training philosophy or training program because you, the people that listen to it, still need to be willing to put the work in. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, and that's same with Rich Froning is a good example in our sport. Um, He'll tell you, like, there's no secret. He'll, he'll, he actually puts his training program online. You can yeah. follow step by step what he <laughs> does on a day to day basis. But that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> are you willing to work as hard as him? Yeah. And even if you do his volume, you might do everything he does. Yeah. Are you doing it to the level he's doing it? Yeah. So that's the difference. You know? Quality. It's, exactly. Yeah. So you can spend five, six, seven, eight hours a day in the gym. That's fine. And you can work for that eight hours. But, are you going to put it into the level that he does? Mm. No, you, nobody has yeah. because nobody's been able to beat him. So that's the difference. Um, and that there is all mental. Yeah. All mental. And you talked about the motivation coming from that or the family and that high you get after yeah. the comps. Is yeah. that kind of what's keeping you? Because you must have got a pretty good pump from doing the the invitation yeah, or with the crew as well. It must absolutely. have been pretty high. It's amazing. Like, yeah. It was amazing. Like, I can remember the first event um, was thrusters and rope climbs, and I can't even remember, like, my adrenaline dump was so huge, <laughs> I can't even remember the first half of it. Yeah. You're just floating, like, you just don't even feel it yeah. for about two minutes, and then all of a sudden it hits you after that, but it just, <laughs> it's just, that that adrenaline dump is just why we do it. Yeah. Like, you just... It's just next level high, like it's just unbelievable. Was it different with the team too, like having those guys next to you, thinking you got to keep up, like <laughs> oh, well, pushing I, you even. Especially with with the team, like the team I was in, being the best in our region, but then you're also competing against the the, the best in the world next yeah. to you as well. You know, so it's sort of like you you really you've. It was actually a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I was like, right, being a team, you can share the load of yeah. it. But because of the caliber of people you're doing it with, you push so much harder. Yeah. So I was, I was spent. I was like, man. 
I didn't realise, you know, I was just like, man, this is way harder than I thought, which was cool because, again, you realise you could do a lot more than you thought you could. You know what I mean? You just sort of push yourself. So you learn, you learn all the time. You're like, right, I've got this limit, but then you go to a competition and you find an event that pushes you past that limit and you're like, well, that wasn't my limit. Mm. Right, let's try and find my limit. You know what I mean? So you're constantly working to find that limit and it's never there. You can always achieve more. If you're willing to put the work in, which I think it's, it's like that four minute mile thing when the four minute mile's broken, it was yeah. how many times it was broken the year after. But I kind of think same for those great guys like Tiger or Federer or whatever that can continually improve even though they're at the top. But so what's this guy's name? Mason. Mason. Hey, Mason. He's a cutie. So how old's Mace? Fifteen months. Fifteen months. Yeah. Oh, cool. Who's <laughs> that? It's Doug. It's Doug. <laughs> Ella's pretty happy. Yeah, nice little smooth. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm mindful of your time, man, so we might wrap it up. Yeah, no, it's cool, though. But, um. No, my baby's awake. My baby. Baby, is this your guy, too, bro? You're showing him how it's Hello, done. Mason. <laughs> Oh, What's appreciate it, man. No, that's cool, man. Nice. No worries. That's Easy. cool, yeah. I and I look forward to seeing you in the next uh, Pumble. Come down for a session sometime too. Run yeah. that go track. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. Cool. No, we'll get up there. Sounds nice. I was going to see if there's any last question, but I think I think covered off most of it last time, too, so I can drop some stuff in. But, um... Wow, you got oh, you still got some stuff left from last time, there? Yeah, I kind of just wrote it down myself. Like, oh, yeah. in terms of it's like your favorite wine and the diet and the routine and stuff. So, nice. no, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, spot on. It's nice to see the family. I think was my bike. Did you? See that? Many times. Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have it on the last race. You beat it. No, hang on. No, no. No, what happened? <laughs> what did you say? You were the. Winner. No, you said another word. Uh, champion. Champion. <laughs> champion. The champ. It's so funny. He turns around halfway, goes back. He's. I am the genie. <laughs> 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 oh, spot on. Well, we guys get to the market then. Oh, market yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. Sensational. Is that the normal weekend routine to get down there? Not every weekend, no. Just depends what's going on. Yeah. Coming into summer, we'll probably start heading to the beach or river. Yeah. In the mornings. What's the best beach you get? Try and get to around here. Ocean Beach is probably the yeah. nicest. Yeah. It's about twenty minutes drive, so not yeah. far at all. Um, there's quite a few. Like you could go either direction. Um, yeah. There's some real nice beaches depending on how. Hey, stop it. Hey. And depending on how far you want to drive. Yeah. Um, but anywhere from, from well, 15, 20 minutes to Ocean Beach to 40 minutes to an hour if you want to get to somewhere a little bit more, I suppose, secluded, yeah. But real nice, real nice beaches all along all along the coast there, so. I sport in New Zealand, eh? There's just coastline yeah. everywhere. Yeah, such a Such a different view out here. It was so calm yesterday. It's just the color of the ocean and stuff. Cool. Yeah, no, it's nice. Oh, thanks for coming around, man. Oh, no, I really appreciate it. It's cool to come see in person and get to meet the family. And is it cool? Have you got like a background of sport or anything? Uh, um, 
How'd you guys meet? High school. High school. Oh, yeah. High school sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Was that in the bay here too? Yeah. 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 So, you know, I just did um, a lot of netball and volleyball and stuff yeah. at school. Um, since school, I haven't done a, a lot, just CrossFit, but just for fun. I don't know. She's a, Jay's a PTI though, she's qualified. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Physical yeah. Strength. But obviously, I haven't done that in a few years yeah. since I've had some yeah. <laughs> hey, chunky boy. Well, there we have it. Welcome back. Hope you dug it. Uh, a little insight into Kevin's life. Um, his partner Jade and the boys Coop, uh, Brody and Mace, and uh, and my mate Josh, who was getting the run around from Brody. Um, but your yeah, wonderful family, wonderful guy, awesome work. Uh, check him out. At, uh, I think he's got some cool he's not huge into the social media but um, you can find him and uh, I'll put in all, in all the links he's got a little Facebook page uh, Kevin Manuel IA Athlete and um, also Instagram under his name so I'll put those in the show, show notes if you want to follow Kevin see what he's up to um, he'll be uh, competing again for this year uh, it's CrossFit Games I'm sure I think he mentioned that and um yeah, hopefully it inspires you to see what you know. See if you can set some new limits and uh, get out there, challenge yourself, and maybe in CrossFit, maybe in something else. I think just picking movement discipline. I'm doing Edo Portal's course, who's a movement specialist this weekend in Sydney. Next weekend, sorry. And um, and one of the things he said to start with the movement discipline. So anything, gymnastics, CrossFit, um, yoga, something with variety. I like that. Even dancing, maybe even ballroom dancing. Who knows? Something a bit different. It gets you moving in different ways, so the body's made to move, evolve, the brain's evolved to do even more complex movement patterns, maybe even go to Uptown Bounce, like in a trampoline park, I've actually got it there somewhere to-do list, so um, yeah, keep keep it moving people, keep enjoying the podcast, again any feedback is the best, uh, is the kind of best review for me, um, so maybe it's things I could do better, you know, try and improve it slowly, but uh, I'm sure there's plenty many ways much to improve but um, you don't you don't improve just by thinking about it get out there and make it happen and um, yeah, wonderful 2016 is there anything else I want to include check out the bay and uh, we'll have some uh, new podcasts coming for you soon and those levels again so if you, if you struggle to listen to some of the early episodes by the end of it should be all up next week with all new levels, so should be easier on the ears and uh, good for the soul. And uh, as always, appreciate you taking the time out to listen. It uh, means a lot, and we'll uh, call it call today there. I've got to go teach class, make myself an avocado coffee smoothie, live in the dream. Bon appetito. I don't know why I keep saying bon appetito. I think it's something different, but I like bon appetito. And keep moving, people. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And a little inspiring composition by my brother Harry just to lead you out. Hopefully, Kevin inspires you, and so does this song. So take action. Think less, experience more. <laughs>